What a great view of me. Hero one, Emily zero. Zero people live. <laughs> That's all right. We're still gonna get this. Uh... What are you telling you are on? Oh, zero zero. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not really sure how long this is gonna last or anything else. Can I get the comments to show up? All live chat. Okay. You might have to read those to me because I'm not trying to die tonight. Yeah. What is BP Hero Podcast? Season 7, episode number 33. Hero on the go. Hey, you got one person. Hey, checking in. Whoever that is, say something in the chat here. Let's see if it shows up. So we're kind of improv in this podcast thing. Who is that? The person in Dang, the look at you guys. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Hi, kid. So Hayden had a football game. And... It was supposed to be on Tuesdays. Games are on Tuesdays. And it got pushed back because of the heat. It was 98 yesterday in the middle, almost the end of uh, freaking September. I'm loving it. Sorry. I don't know if you guys can hear Siri. I'm not really sorry about that. She's giving me directions to get back on the highway. As well as navigating this podcast. Emily needs to take her stuff. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we're doing it on the go. Hayden had a football game. It's supposed to be Tuesday. It got rescheduled to tonight because of the heat. It was 94 today, so I guess that 4 degrees makes a big difference, right? So, got that in. And I got to thinking, I didn't even realize it. I've been on the go today. Uh, I had some time to burn at work. And our friend Snacks was off work. Is that Jason? Yeah. What's up, Jason? How you doing, pal? Where you playing in Marshall? Can I talk? Yeah, you can talk. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you guys... You should be able to hear her okay, at least enough to, like, answer little questions. Um, so I had some time to burn at work. We just don't go anywhere. We don't really do a whole lot. Like, I used my vacation when I was on midnights to, like, secure me a day off. Sorry, I've, like, stopped talking because I don't know if you guys can hear Siri. I don't want to, like, try and contend for your attention with Siri. Siri's a nice lady. So, anyway, I used to use my vacation days. Um, gosh, she is just going to. Can you actually get her to stew food for me? Uh, no, probably not. Myself, Okay. So where was okay anyway the vacation days. So I would do my vacation days for uh, times when I knew I wasn't going to get sleep, and I didn't want to be absolutely miserable at work. So I wouldn't say I was like striving for vacation days, but that's what I would use them for. And now that I'm on days, I don't really know what to do with my vacation days anymore. So I had uh, five left to burn. I took four to get the lead taken out of my pencil, so I would have had nine. And uh, I had some days to burn. Snack said he was off work. So I'm like, what the heck? I took a day off and drove to St. Louis, hit my man Snacks, 
got in a couple of uh, senior bat reviews since uh, he's our resident senior bat expert. So I got in a couple of senior bat reviews with him and then went and had some lunch, had that sugar fire barbecue. What did Q say? Love well, the analogy. Yeah, love the analogy. Yeah. Yeah, this, this pencil is no longer marking. So I got some uh, sugar fire barbecue. And if you're familiar with the St. Louis area, uh, then you know sugar fire is pretty good. Is it going to change your life? Is it the best barbecue ever? No. But it's good. It's enjoyable. Um, they actually had, if you know me very well, you know I'm a fruit junkie. It's, it's, it's crazy the amount of like healthy foods that I like and the fact that I'm not healthy. It's just kind of wild. But, you know, it is what it is, right? <laughs> they actually had applesauce that had, was strawberry peach applesauce, homemade. Man, it was phenomenal. It was so good. That's probably like my favorite part of the whole meal. I got brisket and turkey and a jalapeno and cheese sausage. And I think that, that applesauce was my favorite part. Now, if my man Brian's listening to this, he definitely can relate to that, too. He's applesauce every morning uh, for our first break at work. He's got the, like the little like uh, what do you call them? The squeezables? No, the squeezables. Oh. Yeah. He's got the, he's got those pouches. Well, yeah, the, you got the pouch that way you don't have to mess with having a spoon. I'm here for it. Q, you're firing away in this chat. I, you're gonna have to do something. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's um, all good. John Hancock said hello. Hey, what's up, John? <clears throat> so yeah, we're just podcasting on the go, kind of doing our thing here. So. Swinging the bats that we did today kind of uh, struck up a conversation of like what kind of. That's that all good. Can we? Can you like touch the screen? Oh yeah, heck yeah. What's up, Adam? How you doing, pal? Finally catching a show. Appreciate you stopping in. Can't see that far either. That's my other issue. Oh, nice. So, one of the things that kind of, like, struck up a conversation once. So. 14-hour drive for Jason Hendren. Yikes. I saw that, uh, did I see somebody tag you on something? Are you going to senior? All that? Maybe it was Geo that posted that? What's going on? A different type of podcast. What's up, Eric? How you doing, pal? So. Reviewing those senior bats uh, kind of got me thinking. We just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not really theoretically spoiling anything. So we swung. And, there it goes. Hey, I'm back. Okay. Hey, here we go. So anyway, just, it, it's two different bats. So, swinging the two different bats, like, the worth, it was still, like, definitely, like, senior-type performance. But if you're kind of into the senior game at all, and I'm not, and I can still tell you that, like, Suncoast is pretty much one of the top dogs when it comes to uh, senior bat performance. But kind of my complaint with I, – I got two complaints. But one – I wouldn't necessarily consider the first one a complaint – Let's get to the, the the point at hand here first before I just get to rambling too far. So, kind of one of my things is it was two different bats, and it was good to illustrate. And I'm probably going to try and um, make a video out of this just to kind of like make the conversation and talk about it a little bit. 
the Worth definitely still had senior bat performance. It was definitely like way better than a U-trip bat. Yeah, Mike and and Worth have a pretty done a pretty good job of stepping up their senior game uh, over the last couple of years. So their their senior bats are, are definitely really fun now, and. The Worth, man, I'm telling you, it hit like a, a good senior bat, and you just you, you could not miss with it. A 13-and-a-half-inch barrel, sure, you're saying you shouldn't be able to miss, right? But the sweet spot was just humongous. I'm talking humongous. I, I could do whatever I wanted with it. I could hit the line. I could hit home runs. I could hit a gap. I, I just literally just make up your mind what you want to do, and you can do it. It's that forgiving. The sweet spot is so big. And it's just smooth and it's easy to control. And I'm thinking, like, man, this thing's pretty good. And it's been a while since I've hit a Adidas, formerly known as Adidas, uh, Suncoast bat. So I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so this worth was pretty good. Let's see what the Suncoast has got. And I think we were 20 swings in, and I'm already seeing performance better than the worth. But it was night and day difference in terms of feedback and forgiveness and everything else. Like, it, it was literally polar opposite two different bats. Uh, the 13-inch barrel versus a 13-and-a-half. Uh, I understand that Mike and Worth pretty much use the same barrel, and to my understanding, it's basically like a 13-and-a-half. But nonetheless, it's a two-piece uh, with a 13-ish a, a barrel. The fact that they can feel so different, I'm completely fine with, because, you know, if all bats felt the same, why, go buy, why would a bunch of different manufacturers make different bats? But what begged the question is, the Suncoast wasn't nearly as forgiving as the Worth, but the performance was insane when you did find it. So to me, that kind of begs the question, and I ask on Facebook, which would you rather have? Would you rather have a consistent barrel, or would you rather have a little bit more performance and sacrifice a consistent barrel? And just me personally, being a guy that... uh, tries to live with the philosophy of hit the ball hard and worry about it later. Like I, I didn't mind swinging the Sun Coast. I didn't have the command that I did with the Worth. The Worth was pretty much home run on command for most of the time. <laughs> you'll, you'll see what I mean by the uh, end of the video when it comes time to review the Worth. But... The Suncoast, I, I had, I still hit a few home runs. Don't get me wrong, but it was harder to hit home runs in terms of like controlling it and like make sure you're living on the sweet spot. Oh man, that's bright. Hang on, I'm going through the construction here. I can talk and I can definitely talk and uh, drive all day long, but I want to make sure I'm focused up here. We've got some people working. BP hero on the go. Uh, by the way, I know not a ton of people watch and listen to this stuff, and um, you know it is what it is. But if you're catching this somewhere, just let me know, and maybe it's somewhere like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something where I won't see the comments. But just let me know. Uh, is this something that you know is doable? Could we do this more often? Obviously, with better phone service. I know we had a hiccup there earlier. We might run into a couple more. But if this is something we could do, like a hero on the go kind of thing, right, uh, this would definitely help with making sure the podcast stay consistent. Because there's times where my hands get tied and I just can't podcast, whether it's uh, i got something going on or whatever else. But if I can do this and this comes out decent, 
I'm totally down to do this, and we can even do more podcasts even. Uh, maybe that's something you guys want too. So be sure and comment and let me know uh, what you think. How is this going? What do you think of it? Would you rather just have no podcast at all? I guess the main question is, would you rather have this or no podcast at all? I'm sure my wife says no podcast at all because she's got to sit here and listen to me talk to myself for an hour. <laughs> you are talking to four people. I am talking to four people, but there's people that come back and check it out later. So, anyway, back to the, the topic at hand. I'm really bad about that tonight. Swinging the Sun Coast and seeing this, this all-out performance, I mean, it was disgusting. The sound, the performance. And the, the sweet spot did get bigger, but it wasn't consistent enough for me to be able to command the bat to do what I wanted, if that makes sense. I can hit a ball hard, and no question about that. But what what I'm gonna what kind of result I'm gonna get out of it is is kind of up in the air. So I still prefer to live like that when it comes to hitting the ball because it's just kind of like what I make a living on. Like I'm not looking to hit a whole bunch of home runs. I'm not like a big home run guy on a, on, a, on the teams that I play for. I'm not expected to be the home run guy. Um, I can hit home runs, and there are situations where I do need to hit home runs. But uh, that's not what I'm on a team for. I'm on a team to hit, usually to pitch. So I don't mind just being the hit it hard and worry about it later guy. And that's what the Suncoast definitely was able to let me do. And that's what I would prefer. But I was talking with Snacks, and Snacks was saying that uh, he would prefer to have the worth. He would, uh, no question, swing the worth and everything twice about it. And I totally get where he's coming from because the worth hit well. It was super big sweet spot and everything else. But... I do feel like, while it still performed well, if I'm looking to just blow a ball past somebody and, and not really worry about anything else, Suncoast is no doubt the way to go. Now, with that out of the way, i got two other things I want to talk about with this damn Suncoast. One of them, and I'm going to say, I'm going to make this post on Facebook in a couple of days just to get some, some crap stirred up, but I personally feel like the one-piece Suncoasts are light years better than the two-piece Suncoasts. In terms of feedback, performance, no question, they're, they're, they're equal. The two pieces definitely perform as well as the one pieces. You, you can't question that. That's not really a conversation to have. But in terms of feel and feedback and that kind of thing, I have not hit a two-piece Suncoast yet that I've liked. Just I don't know if it's the connection. I don't know if it's the handle. I can't really pinpoint what it is. I noticed it with the Suncoast... Uh, was it the the Ruckus, the two-piece Suncoast Ruckus, the Ryan Irvine Ruckus? Is that Ryan Irvine? Is that right? I think that's his name. Yeah. I noticed it with his Ruckus. I noticed it with the two-piece uh, balanced Ruckus that we swung. And I also noticed it with this two-piece Ruckus. It, it's just something about the, the feedback. I don't know if it's too flexy. I don't know if the connection feels weird to me. Just something just does not sit well with my swing. And it kind of frustrates me because, like, I don't get good feedback you know you don't ever hit a ball and you're kind of like ooh, I shouldn't say never but it's very seldom do I hit a ball and I'm like ooh, I got that one as opposed to the one piece which to me it's more of like a positive feedback I've got feedback but I know what the feedback is telling me it's you know you barreled it you didn't barrel it and it's not going to burn your hands that's a big thing about a lot of and not make it just absolutely burn your hands uh, but yeah, I, I don't, 
I just don't care for the, the two-piece Suncoast stuff. I don't, and it's all a preference thing. And I was talking with somebody about it earlier. Uh, we were, he was asking me, you know, what I thought some of my best uh, U-trip bats from the year were. And I mentioned the one-piece Suncoast, and he says, yeah. He says, I may check that out. And I mentioned to him that I do I do have a, a 28-ounce uh, balanced uh, Austin Doll Suncoast U-trip bat that I need to get sold. And I mentioned it to him, and I said, hey, look, I said, because assuming, because most people prefer twoies, um, there is the small crowd of people that think they get better performance out of a two-piece, but I can promise you one-piece bats will perform just as good. Questionably better, Don Cooper mentioned that uh, on a live feed years ago that um, the one-piece bats will actually outperform the two-piece because there is no rigidity lost in the handle. Obviously, we're talking like stuff you would never feel. Something that's going to be more forgiving and give you more of like a positive feedback um, opposed to a one-piece bat that's going to have, uh, at times, a decent amount of feedback to it anyway, and then it's going to feel terrible when you miss. But I feel like manufacturers have done a really good job of making one-piece bats feel really good. Um, obviously, being a pure guy, that's going to... You know, probably sound biased because I mean they do make one and two piece bats. Much prefer their one piece bats. The Indium Two was good. The Indium Three I was good. But I'm just a one piece guy. I, I love the Indium One. I love the Pure Integrities. That's that's my jam. That is 100% my jam. The Fifth Anniversary, same thing. Just a sick bat. So I just don't know why I don't care for the handle, and a lot of people. I'm trying to think of a way to put this. A lot of people might think. I'm trying, try, sorry, I'm trying to choose my words wisely. Sometimes I have to make sure I don't. I, I say things that aren't going to like trigger people. <laughs> people don't want to earn things. Sometimes they just want the bat to do the work for them. And if they don't feel like the bat's doing the work for them, from a feedback standpoint, it doesn't matter. That's me. Well, Emily said that's her. So I mean, there's there's at least one. I'm sure there's. Uh, out of the eight people listening right now and the, the 30 that catch it later. Now, I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way, but I don't swing a one-piece for uh, Don Cooper's theory uh, that he had that the one-piece stuff will always perform better. It's just a preference of feedback thing for me. I think a lot of it comes from swinging combats back in the day. Combat for years didn't make a two-piece bat, and I lived and died with combats, so I think some of the one-piece bats kind of take me back to those roots a little bit. But so I, I much prefer a one-piece bat. I wish more companies would start dabbling into one-piece bats. I was super excited that Proton was making one-piece bats. And it looks like now they've also transitioned into two-piece bats. So it's kind of tough to see, but it is what it is. I know that like last year, Anarchy had their 24013 one-piece. Great bat. Felt good. Probably, probably my favorite Anarchy that I'd swung. But it's okay that not everybody has the same opinion. But my next thing with the Suncoast that kind of drives me batty, and it's I didn't really notice it as much on the U-Trip models, but I definitely have with uh, the senior model that I swung today, is the amount of topspin that I can generate. Uh, I know I have like a downward swing on the ball, and um, I do cut the ball a lot, but it's, it's not with intention. A lot of it is I'm just trying to get the barrel through the ball and square the ball up. And the product of that uh, can be at times uh, just a, a cut ball because of how I want to attack the ball. 
But the one thing I noticed today, especially is I, especially when I tried to debate with the Sun Coast, where my swing just about gets all rid of all its downward plane, was I was turning just turning balls over. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm swinging that in a game, those are probably doubles for days, really, because they were all turning over right in front of the fence. But it's it's kind of cheated me a little bit. I did hit a few pretty nasty knuckleballs. You get stuff that turns over into the gap real hard. Snacks even noticed on a couple of balls, because he's a hit a ball in the face kind of guy too. Uh, even he noticed that he would hit a ball that was started out, and just because his hands got around the ball just a little bit, the tacky finish manipulated the ball in the spin and made it run off into the right field corner. He's left-handed, and it made it run off into the, into the towards right field. I just I'm not a fan of that, and I kind of changed my approach a little bit and kind of worked on not hitting the ball in the face so hard. And I could definitely notice a difference, and I'm not saying in terms of like added backspin, but when I took a little bit off the swing and kind of thought about not worrying about hitting in the face so much and just kind of putting the bat on the ball, uh, you could definitely see the difference for just in terms of like what I was doing. Stuff wasn't turning over anymore. It was carrying better. It had more of a true spin on it. And the other thing that's beneficial with that is the BP Rockets as well. Evil BP Rocket is a two-color ball. It's white and orange. Uh, it's very beneficial for uh, trying to figure out how you're striking the ball. You know, if you can see them turning certain ways, it kind of tells you what you're doing with your hands. You can hit them off a tee. You can, not that you can't see the tail of a ball when you hit it off a tee, but um, if you're looking for, like, a specific thing, you set the ball up a certain way. You can look for certain kind of spins to um, help you with striking the ball a little bit better. So the Evil BP Rocket has really been official, and it was kind of interesting to see. I didn't really point it out in the video or anything, and I, I may try. I haven't done any editing yet. I may try and, and illustrate that if I can. But once I kind of worried about not hitting the ball in the face and just putting the barrel on the ball, it was hitting like a normal bat. But here's what I want to do. I am, like... The, the more and more I've talked about it, I talked about it on last week's podcast, and I'll cover it for a few minutes here. I've been kind of talking with a couple other friends about it too. Is just kind of doing whatever I want. I, I worry too much. I think I worry too much about making sure I get out so many bat reviews and uh, making sure I cater to every crowd. But when in reality, like, I just want to kind of mess around and experiment sometimes. Case in point, I want to try to find a way. Are you not taking this exit? No, I don't have to. Where are you going? Home? How? The road? Right. 170. I don't understand what you're doing. Driving home. What exit are you The Columbia exit? Yep. Why? What's the matter? No. Are you okay? No, I just don't know where we're at, I guess. We just hit Boonville. going to go to Columbia and cut over and go home 
we discussed going this way so I could keep phone service. That's okay. So anyway, so what I want to do with this Suncoast, and I understand it's going to ruin the bat, I could probably find somebody to buy it for something when I got done with it, but I want to try and remove the tacky finish on the bat. And yeah, you know, there's talking about, you know, you could use it and throw throw some dirt on it and that kind of thing, and um, it might get unsticky for a little bit, but I, I just want to try to remove it all together. I, I'm curious to know if I can maybe wet sand it off of there. I don't know if it'll clog up the sandpaper, but it's going to be obviously like a really fine grit, like a three or 4,000 grit sandpaper, but I don't know what that's going to do in terms of uh, clogging the sandpaper up, but I want to try to find a way to get it off of there and then, and then see what it hits like. Do I still have the issue of turning a ball over? Because there's sometimes where I'll swing a certain bat and I'm just really good at hitting the ball in the face with it. And uh, Adam did mention it earlier. I'm not looking at all of the um, comments here. I'm just kind of glancing down when I when I see an opportunity. Uh, Adam did mention the flexi handle. The flexi handle definitely could uh, play a factor in hitting more knuckleballs. It's obviously going to like grab and throw the ball a little bit. Um, I don't I don't hate that theory. I don't know that it's true. But I, 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 I have a feeling, like, I like where you're going with that. That's what I should say. So, I want to try to find a way to get it off of there. And then kind of, like, get a feel for, like, what's the finish going to look like? Is it going to look like a normal bat? I understand I'm probably going to, like, cut into the graphics and it'll be deemed illegal and everything else. But I kind of what sparked the idea was um, doing it with a bowling ball because that is very much a thing. Um, bowlers, you know, they want their ball to hook and everything else, and the surfaces on the ball can dictate how much the ball hooks, how much, how soon it hooks. Like, if the ball's really slick, it's going to shoot down the lane before it hits the uh, dry boards, and then it's really going to react because the ball is slick, and then when it hits the dry, it's going to get a whole bunch of traction and then cut over. Well, if you want it to start hooking instead of skid straight down the lane, you can take the surface down. I say this bowling ball leaves the factory with a 2,000 grit surface. If you take it down to 1,000 grit, it's going to want to try to bend and hook more instead of shoot down the lane. Uh, there's guys that take them down to, to 750, sometimes even 500 grit, and it'll start hooking the second it hits the lane. And kind of manipulating those surfaces kind of got me thinking, um, could you manipulate the surface on a softball bat? hit this bat with this tacky finish today and lo and behold it, it gave me that idea I'll be curious to see if it does change it and if somebody still wants it after I do that hit me up because <laughs> I'm not going to try and sell it because everybody and their brother will freak out and in reality I know they won't but um, it's very much a thing for people to like sell altered bats these days but that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm doing it for. I'm not doing it to gain performance. I'm doing it to feed curiosity. And uh, and just kind of see what the difference is. And I even thought about taking like a normal bat. Maybe I'll do it with this one. Maybe this will be one of our experiment bats. I even thought about taking a normal bat and sanding it down clear to the point that it's extremely rough. 
and kind of seeing like do we see a difference in spin uh, how it grabs the ball or anything like that and I, I even thought about um, like there's there's certain companies that do like a grit finish it'll it'll legit feel like uh, sandpaper in certain places like if you're familiar with the pure uh, the Indium one the Indi- what else did it the NDM series does it, and I want to say one of their other bats had that finish on it too, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Or maybe it was just that one. I can't remember, but uh, the idea behind it is to inflict a little bit more spin. I, I don't, again, I don't see a difference with that stuff. I don't see a point in it. But, I, you know, I thought about something like that, like you're kind of running your hand over it. It feels like, like a, a course. It's coarse. It's very coarse. It's like, at what point can we see a difference, you know? Can, uh, so I thought about spraying it down with something and then finding a way to apply some some kind of really fine grit something to it, dust it with something to really add some grip to it. I thought about doing like a, a sandpaper or something like that, like turning it inside out and finding a way to get it to stick to the barrel, but I'm afraid that the sandpaper is just going to rip when I hit a ball with it. But Those are all experiments that I want to do, whether I get to it or not, we'll see. But diving more down the road of experimentation bats bat comparisons a little bit more of a science side of things that's things i want to lean towards doing i'm still going to do bat reviews you know i, I don't plan on stopping doing battery bat reviews obviously because that's kind of what the channel is based on right but i want to get away from just feeling obligated to doing nothing but bat reviews that that's kind of where i think i I've, you might say kind of lost interest in in it sometimes and I, I find myself more motivated to make content if it's the content that I want to make. I was kind of discussing this uh, with my wife earlier. It's about, like, what kind of content do you want to make and what's appealing, you know? Like, the videos where people just stand around and hit home runs, that's appealing. But, A, that's not me. I'm not going to make that me. Probably couldn't make that me either, but... And the other side of that, too, is, like, there's more to a bat review than hitting home runs. Uh, I can, you know, go showcase a bat and say, oh, this bat hit home runs. That bat hits home runs. Well, what do you do with the bat you can't hit home runs with? Do you just not review it? It's not what I want. If something catches my attention, I want to swing it. Like, right now, I've got myself painted into a corner. I've just got too much to do. Because I'm very intrigued by Louisville's uh, new balance bat that they just came out with. But I've got, you know, seven or eight of the bats to review. I can't take another one on knowing I've got a bunch sitting there staring at me at home. Uh, Louisville released their uh, 12-inch Genesis. Another one I'd like to swing just because it's something different. But I'm painted into a corner with bats I have at home. I, I kind of took bats on and, and uh, worked with Headbanger to get some bats. Just for filler content... And when I say filler content, I mean things that I wouldn't normally swing. I try and, and keep that stuff in mind, and I will moving forward. But I, I feel like I tried to do way too much this year. I said I was going to do more ASA, but man, there's just not a ton out there for ASA outside of uh, Onyx, who I don't. I'm just going to be full transparency here. I don't know that Headbanger necessarily has any issues with. But I try not to review a bunch of exclusives. 
I did do an Onyx earlier in the year, but it gets to a certain point of doing a bunch of them. I just feel like I'm kind of biting the hand that feeds me if I do that. There's other people that can do do their thing and feel a certain way about it, and that's completely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But they're they're working to to, to work with me and, and take care of me, so that's just kind of my way of helping them out in return. Is not drive business other places. You know, obviously Anarchy is really big in the uh, ASA space as well. But that's obviously pushing sales to another company. You've got Monster. Monster does mess with Headbanger a little bit, but it's obviously not something that's for sale on the website a bunch. And I also don't know what's going to happen with that after, uh, what is it? All-American Athletics. It was the company that, that bought out Monster, if I remember correctly. Hello? That light flickering. No, I think it's uh, the crews trying to use the brakes. I think like the brake lights are coming on and they're flickering a little bit. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know what that's going to mean for Monster moving forward. If uh, that's going to be a thing where Headbanger can still do exclusives with them, I don't know. But you just also don't have a ton of offerings in the ASA space either. And that's also frustrating. But, you know, companies got to make what sells. You know, it's just like a company that would make a bunch of cars in a certain color that they know isn't a popular color. Bat companies just know that uh, a ton of ASA bats don't get sold. Anarchy and Monster have kind of ran the ASA space for a while now. Easton's given ASA a heck a few times, and it's been not good. But see, there's incentive to swing one for next year, though, just simply based on the fact of, like, did they get it figured out? I felt like they were making some improvements, especially over the first one. The one the year after that, speaking in the ghost, uh, the, the slow-pitch ghost, the, uh, the first one was pretty blah, and I believe there's a second one, and it was okay. But then whatever year it was, they made the mid-loaded one, the gray one, that was actually a decent bat. I was impressed with that bat. I kind of thought to myself, like, hey, you might be onto something here. And I don't know if it was the mid load. I don't know if it's the fact that it was a 28. I don't know what variables played where. But I, I, I thought it was a decent bat. So I was looking forward to swinging that Ghost Mondo this year. And, man, it was bad news. If you guys watch the channel, then you saw the white steel. Sorry, not the white steel. Just the Marini steel. Uh, video that we posted today and dude, that was a good it was a good bat I'm not saying a great bat uh, I did say it was a composite killer in the videos and I was I was kind of taking a jab at stuff like the ghost mondo and stuff like that uh, I'll never like attack a manufacturer in a video just because I don't know I try and stay stay in my lane uh, I feel like the podcast is maybe a little bit more like whatever goes but that bat was good. I could, I would definitely put it up against some of the other composites that we've hit over the years. No doubt about that. I could swing it in a game, and it would be one of those like swing hard and worry about it later bats because you need to swing hard in order to get the ball to go, which, again, isn't a bad thing. I mean, I, I think there's a guy on the Internet that has uh, 
put swing hard in case you hit it on a t-shirt. Didn't sell very many of them, but we put it on there. What? <laughs> yeah, hey, truth hurts. What's well, a good podcast about self burn here and there, right? Yeah, I bought I bought a shirt. We bought a shirt. Joint checking. Uh, Don't at me. What a good time. So. Yeah, so the white steel, or gosh, I keep calling it the... Was there a white steel? Is that why I keep saying that? So anyway, the, the Demarini steel was, was good. It's a, it's a swing hard, worry about it later bat. But when you did that, it was fun to hit. It really was. Uh, just a little more of like a insider info. What is that? Any more ASA coming this year? Uh, yeah, so we're going to do the uh, Worth Supercell Gold. And I would like to try and maybe get my hands on a Juggy. If I can get caught up with everything else, I'm not going to make any promises on that. But I would like to try and get a little more ASA action in. But it's just, again, like I said, it's a matter of what. Because DeMarini's, I don't even know that they made a flipper this year. If they did, maybe Headbanger didn't carry it, I'm not sure. But again, with what makes sense for Headbanger, it's not that the, even if, if DeMarini, let's say DeMarini made a flipper. We all know the DeMarini flippers are good, right? So maybe it's not necessarily a matter of um, DeMarini flippers are bad, but if everybody's running out and buying Monsta and Anarchy and Onyx, why carry a flipper? Why struggle to sell them? Why inconvenience yourself with that? I don't know if Headbanger has ever done that, but outside looking in, I can see why I would want to do that if I was running a company. Why would I want to spend... You know, a big gob of money to get a bunch of bats from the manufacturer just for them to sit on the shelf and sell. And then I'm, the next thing you know, I'm clearing them off the shelf just to get money out of them. So the ASA is just kind of in a weird space right now. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I know that Pure, that's big news too. Uh, Pure has also came out with uh, their first ASA bat. Somebody helped me with the name. Can't remember off the top of my head. But they, I do believe they're going to have a non-linear and a linear version. Really looking forward to that linear version. I'm a purist. Don't judge me. <laughs> I enjoy a traditional feeling bad. And I'm not saying that I don't like the non-linear stuff. Because it's definitely fun to hit. But just feeling feedback-wise, I prefer a traditional feeling bad. Maybe that's... Okay. So I just prefer, huh? Okay. I don't even know what I'm saying now. But anyway, it's all right. All right. So I'm going to have to take a turn here that's going to have us lose service. Just so we can kind of get caught up with the pace here. So, sorry for the kind of scatterbrain podcast, but it's BP Hero on the go. Like I said, let me know down below or shoot me a message or something. Let me know what you think. Is this something that's definitely doable we could do more often just to try and make sure the podcast schedule gets met? I do like to try and go every Thursday. Or, sorry, wow, listen to me. Every Wednesday. I like to try and go every Wednesday. It's really easy to miss one and then want to miss another one and then want to miss another one. And I got to thinking to myself tonight. Uh, you know what? Just forget it. I'll catch the next one. But 
I can't do that. I got to stay dedicated to the grind. So that's what we're going to do. So I hope you enjoyed this one, guys. That's it for now. Catch us next week, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central. Swing on in case you hit a BP here. Catch you.